Hello and welcome to the latest Science of Sport podcast. I'm your host Matt Solomon and today I'm delighted to be joined by Tom Green. This podcast is brought to you by Hawking Dynamics, the world leader in innovative force plate technology. Hawking Dynamics takes a user-centric approach featuring a fully customizable cloud-based software that allows users to easily digest and analyze complex force plate data. Their technology is constantly evolving, much like an app update for your iPhone. They communicate with users on a daily basis to make their system better. In addition to all of that, they also offer some of the most competitive prices for bilateral force plates on the market. And they're the only force plate company offering a completely wireless system. So, if you want to find out more, check out the easy intro to force plate section at www.hawkingdynamics.com forward slash blog. So Tom Green, welcome to the Science Support Podcast, mate. Could you give us a quick introduction as to who you are and uh, what you've been doing until now? Yeah, sure. Um, thanks for having me on, first and foremost. Um, I am the Head of Athletic Development at St. Peter's School in Gloucester, um, and I'm also the Youth Researcher for Science for Sport, um, working in the Performance Digest. Fantastic. So what are we here to discuss today? What's your, your particular topic? Okay, so we're going to focus today on um, behavior management in strength and conditioning. Um, And this is really applicable to those who are working in the educational sector, um, but also those who are coaching um, and and working with children and and adults. I think there's a huge transfer here to adults as well. So um, hopefully it's going to be interesting and and touch on a few little points that will help people uh, moving forward in practice. Ideal. So uh, firstly, what is behavior management and why is it important in uh, youth settings? Yeah, sure. Um, sure. So I think the first thing is, is that behavior, behavior management to me is, is more about the environment you create rather than being um, strictly autocratic, telling people, people off. Um, inevitably, we are, we are there to teach. Um, whether you are a coach or a teacher, you are there to, to teach an athlete how to move better um, how to think better, how to understand the training process and their bodies. Um, and, and one thing I will say is in, in conventional education, in, in the UK in particular, um, we reward students on their ability to recall information, recall facts, and we are um, potentially doing a disservice to them in terms of not giving them the opportunity to develop autonomy, responsibility, uh, leadership qualities that can, can inevitably help them in sport and employment. Um, I think I think the first thing is from a, a behavior management point of view, and I come back to that environment point is there is a reason that I don't teach maths as a um, as an adult, and, and that was because is yeah yeah that too. Um, <laughs> I've only got five fingers, but um, I think uh, I think the the struggle for me is that um, if I take maths as a lesson, um, my my teacher didn't take any time to find out how I learned and, and who I was. Um, they didn't have any jokes with me. Uh, they didn't find out about what I enjoyed or engaged with on the, on the weekend and all of those things. Now, I'm not saying they have to do that and they necessarily have time to do that, but I certainly think you're more likely to behave for someone who actually invests in you as an individual and tries to understand the best ways in which they can help you. Um, children are really sensitive to if you care or if you don't. Um, if you come in and they can detect that you are anxious, a bit stressed, struggling, but you're a good person, they'll work hard for you. If you come in with um, a sense of, of kind of entitlement and um, on your phone, not interested, not engaging in them, 
they will walk all over you. Um, it's just in their nature, in my experience, to do that. Um, so when I talk about behavior management in my environment or how it works for me, um, this is about shifting accountability and providing opportunities for children to make mistakes in a safe space. Um, and what that might look like is that at the start of the session, um, I always give them a program, but I always write on the board as well. I always give them a little brief at the start of the session. Um, and what that might look like is a written objective. OK, today we're going to work really hard to get to, say, 0.75 body weight or, or whatever it is. Um, and we're going to do it with these with these exercises. And this is a mentality I want us to approach. Um, two weeks later, I might just, uh, just put a few words, just jumble a few words on the board and get the get the kids to um, put those into word, whether they feel appropriate and make their own sentence. Um, two weeks after that, I might just give them a pen and say, create your own objectives. Um, we have to shift, I think, from seeing just autonomy as purely about choice. Um, and we have to look at how we can, as I mentioned before, shift, um, shift responsibility from us to them. Um, and make them understand why we're doing that and its application to sport as well. I think that's really important. That's a, that's a very interesting point, mate. So how do you go about that in terms of making sure that's a consistent viewpoint through, throughout the staff? Because I imagine it's, it's brilliant that you say that and you say, right, okay, this is our, this is our plan. Um, but there can be other staff members who potentially don't see it the same way. How do you ensure that consistency? Yeah, I think, um, I th- yeah, without, without uh, avoiding the question, I think the first thing is, is why why that is important for, for say, a child, that consistency. Um, is that if, I, um, if I'm not consistent with what they're doing around school in terms of my behaviour approach and the system that is in place, um, they get confused. And it means that I'm going to get them in trouble in their geography or their history session because I let things slide or flow in my session. Um, there, there has to be rules. But there are those subtle differences and, and, and um, that, that kind of authenticity around those rules that actually are, is where the magic happens, um, in my opinion. But I think I think in terms of the consistency, it's it's building on the on the foundations of right the environment in, in and out of itself. What I do compared to a mass lesson still has to have some um, some similarities so that the children can engage in the behavior that they're expected to. So for example, ensuring that there is session flow, um, ensuring that things are organized on my behalf and knowing when to progress um, and move things on, I think is a, is a real skill in coaching. Um, it's something that I, I particularly see with my interns it is just going and tapping them on the shoulder. It's time to move on now because um, so-and-so Sarah over there in the corner is starting to misbehave or look disinterested. It's time to, time to, um, move on with that and uh the ability as well to kind of zone in and out is a skill in sport um that inevitably the team that can focus for longer is more likely to be successful so in our environment we need to create that um and that's a little bit like like school and the consistency is that they will zone in and out of sessions and they will zone in and out of my session it's important that when they do that i don't begrudge them get angry with them i actually just educate them as to why um, why it's important in sport, and also realise that they are children, um, and they're gonna they're gonna mess around. And there's some really interesting studies out at the minute. Like uh, Logue, there's a guy called Logue who did a, a study on mice, 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about mice and I find that mice drink more alcohol when they are with adolescent mice peers compared to when they're adults. Um, there's a really interesting study on on a, um, a test and it's basically you get to pump up a balloon and every time you pump up the balloon, you're given a bit more money. Um, and if the balloon pops, you lose all the money and loads of adolescents just continue to pump that balloon up until it pops. So there's there's that element of risk taking, particularly after peak height velocity, um, where that becomes something you have to control. Uh, if I had to sum up how I do that, um, I think the first thing is to to build positive youth adult relationships, make sure they don't see adults as an awkward issue, um, creating a safe space where they feel supported socially, emotionally, um, and feel able to take on a new skill or learn something. Um, again, like I mentioned before, embody effective leadership, make sure that they have chances, which some of them will love and some of them will hate to lead each other. Um, as a coach myself, model model good character and decision making. I can't preach to them about the importance of turning up on time if I'm not there. Um, and I think the last one for me on that subject is engaging with parents, making sure that parents understand what you're trying to do in the bigger picture there. Um, it's really important to get their buy-in from home and to understand that what I'm doing now is not to be an inconvenience. I'm not asking your son or daughter to pack their kit on their own because I want to give them a detention for forgetting things. I want them to build accountability, um, which is really important for them in terms of employment and if they push on to that next stage of professional sport. That's, that's really important to me anyway. This podcast is also brought to you by Gymwear. Gymwear have Flex. Flex is the latest product to enter the world of velocity-based training and is developed by the team at Gymwear. Flex is the only laser-based system available and it's this unique technology that makes Flex the most accurate and reliable barbell tracking product in the sub-500 US dollar category. It's wireless, portable and specifically designed for individual use with its own social platform and automatic training lock. Flex captures all the critical performance and technique metrics that people demand from a velocity-based training device. Velocity, power, bar path, range of motion, and even bar position. Live feedback is delivered through the Flex app on every lift, and the data is automatically stored for review. Find out why VBT is such a powerful training method and what separates Flex from the competition at flexstronger.com forward slash VBT future. Mate, that's fantastic. I'm sure whoever manages to, to encounter your students in the future can really profit from that as well. So uh, yeah, I'm sure they can shake your hand one day and say thank you very much for, for teaching me some good lessons. Um, so how do you how do you make that behavior system then? So you, you've you mentioned a lot of different things which you, you go about doing. How do you structure that and how do you build that organically? Yeah, sure. So, so the first thing is that as a, as a coach, um, I think it's really important that we learn how to work with a, a breathing organism. And what I mean by that is with people, different people. I have I teach two year eight groups and, and all the way up to year 11, two groups. Um, and they are all different. They all require different things. Some require their hand being held a little bit. Some need a, a push. Some just need to be told you're not doing good enough. You need to um, you need to switch it around. And that comes down to maybe a bit of experience, maybe just understanding um, the individual and, and how the rest of their school day or their coaching day, because I'm still I'm still working in a coaching role on the side, 
um, what they've done before they arrive in your environment um, is re- is really important, and being authentic is is key in that. I, I don't think you should bend ever on your rules. I, as a coach, I'm a bit more soft, soft speaking, reflective, and try to get the kids to uh, work with me from that standpoint. I'm never going to stand at the front of the room and shout at all of them um, to do 200 burpees because that is not the type of person I am, and I'd be lying to them and to myself if I did that. Um, so, so being authentic is the one. Okay, the first thing for the behavior system is don't try and be someone that you are not. Um, if there is already an existing system in place, I think it's really important that you build into that. It's something that I've done recently in, in my role. Um, there is a, a day-to-day system where um, they walk into the room, for example, and they have a score and they have a chance to up that score or lower that score depending on behaviors. And they are fully aware of what those behaviors are. And therefore, they've got full accountability. It's objective, it's black and white. I'm not giving you this detention because I don't like you. You knew what the rules were and you've overstepped them. And, and there's the the, um, the problem for that. And that's, that's the issue. So that's what you, you now have to work with. Um, so I based my behavior system on four different components. And these were kind of organizational skills. So bringing them, being in the right kit. Uh, bringing your pen for session, having a water bottle, hygiene, making sure you've washed your hands prior to coming in, um, being on time, all of those things. They get a grade for that, um, and they get this four times a year. They get community. Um, do you build the room up, or do you look to divide? Because kids are quite clever with that. They want to work with their peers all the time. They don't necessarily work well with other people that are outside of their friendship group. So can you work with a difference? Can you? And over time, they do over a five-year period, they begin to appreciate that everyone may have different psychological um, traits or, or bring something different to the table, but eventually they respect them for, for who they are and their processes. Uh, control. Are you a sheep or are you a shepherd? Um, are you someone who actually can avoid the trouble or are you someone who gives into it? And if you do give into it, that also doesn't mean you're a bad person. Um, it's just education around that. And then finally would be the, the extracurricular participation. Um, do you buy into the bigger picture of the, the school? Um, and that's similar to to everywhere we work, you know, in terms of coaches, in terms of professional sport. Do you buy into it? And it's strength and conditioning is one of those things that is is um, is not the biggest dial in terms of professional sport. Um but things like time management, um, not running over, I think, are really important for every discipline in the in the sports science support system, so that the um, the children or the athletes value each component equally. Um, and what that system then leads to is, from an organisational standpoint, children develop these skills that are really important. Community, they they appreciate uh, diversity, control. They actually begin to govern themselves. Um, not sure if I've told you about the story before, but year eight football tournament, one of the boys rocks up late because he's had a detention. And I was in the changing room, um, pumping up some balls, filling up some water bottles. And I literally heard seven or eight of our kids grilling this boy for being late and jeopardizing their chance of winning. <laughs> that is what you want every young child to get to where they're not scared to stand up to each other. but And they will they will stand up for what is right. Um, and then in ter- terms of that extracurricular participation is being part of something a little bit bigger. I think that's really important for them. Mate, that's a, that's a really nice example as well to, 
to show how that all comes together to to build up young humans to be good people who always want the best for each other as well. So of course they want to win, but it also feeds into the fact that yeah they also don't want that kid to be in detention on the day that they're they're going to play football. Um, it's no, no one wants their mate to be in detention. No one wants their their star player to be uh, to be mucking around and then getting told off for it. So that's a that's a really nice example of how that all comes together as well. Um, could you give us a, a quick 30-second summary of what you discussed today so we can uh, leave you in peace? Yeah, sure. So um, today we discussed uh, conventional education and some of the problems with, with uh, analysing every child using the same method. Uh, we talked about shifting accountability from children um, and transitioning them into to adults and, and giving them more responsibility and autonomy. We talked about environment and how the influence of of the session can limit or um, can help or hinder those behaviours. And then we talked about the behaviour system that I am currently using, um, how it links with the existing behaviour system and how it links with our vision as a school of what makes a good person, um, an employable person moving forward. Mate, absolutely fantastic. It's been an absolute pleasure. So, uh, Tom Green, massive thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Cool. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, buddy. And that's it. Once again, a massive thanks to Tom for all of his hard work on today's podcast. I really appreciate it, and I'm sure you do at home too. Before you leave, I want to point you in the direction of our buy-in Bible, and that is to make sure that you can get all of the behavior changes that you need with Ultimate Buy-in from your athletes. So be sure to click that one and download it for free in the show notes in just a few seconds' time. Once again, I'm Matt Solomon for Science of Sport, and I'll speak to you next week.